Hello and welcome to Dice Thrower's Guide to the Galaxy. I'm your referee for the week, James Cockrum. With me tonight, we have Dylan. Hi guys, my name is Dylan. I'm your local micromycologist who will eat the mushrooms out of your yard for free or your money back. And who are you playing tonight? Tonight, I will be playing as Mrs. Daisy Purpleoma, head engineer, top-notch astrogator, and planet hopper extraordinaire, this side of the Imperium. I'm looking to be part of the greatest discovery in the universe. Up next, we have Bowie. Yes, I'm Bowie Brissendine, and you know, it's probably been a while since your mom's cleared her search history. I mean, you kind of want to give it a peek. Good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, who are you playing tonight? Tonight, I'm playing Wyatt Hounds, and I'll have you know that the allegations levied against me have no basis. After that, we have Liberty. Go ahead and tell them a little bit about yourself. Hey, yo, Liberty Lester, uh, I'm, I'm actually known as a bit of a sexual genius. I'll have you know. <laughs> well, tonight I will be playing Ayo Palenu, uh, failed wandering preacher, failed scout, fa failed janitor, failed everything. And I'll have you know I have a prescription. I have a prescription. Tyosi can get anxiety too, okay? <laughs> All right, and following that up, we have Cody. Go ahead and tell him a little bit about yourself. What's up? I'm Cody. I'm legally not allowed to tell you that I'm a human. Uh, and tonight I'm playing Leviathan. Leviathan's a lethal reptiloid creature known as a drawing battle warrior, the muscle of the group, and the ship psionic. Fantastic. And rounding us out tonight, Ben, show us what you got. Hi, I'm Ben Levine, and I, I, I am the world's most humble person ever. And who are you playing tonight? Playing Aeon Crust, artist, revolutionary, pilot, violent fuck-up. Sometimes I breathe with my mouth open. All right, well, let's get started. And now, the last time that we saw the crew, you all had been dispatched to Wanga by Vlim Baca to investigate some runes regarding the ancients. When you arrived, you found a detachment of Varger from the Church of the Chosen, a religion that believes that Varger are superior to all other races because they were uplifted specifically by the ancients. You followed them down into these ruins, into a central chamber deep in the ground that turned out to be an ancient's computer. Uh, you downloaded a map fragment that you could salvage. And then, unfortunately, you had to make a quick exit as several of the Varga priests had incinerated themselves. Once you all were aboard the ship, it was then that you received word that your benefactor and your captain Aeon Crust's uncle Glenn Beckett had passed away on Regina. Paladinorum instructed you all that you were to come and retrieve the body of Glenn Beckett and take care of his affairs. There was a certain amount of money set aside in a bond for you guys at a bank there to cover the costs, and that you would have to take his body back to Alel, his homeworld, for a funeral. I believe when we left off, we were jumping into jump space on the way to Regina. So you guys are aboard the Whimsy piloting through jump space back to Regina. As the jump comes to a close, you have a little bit of time to each of yourselves. So, what is Daisy doing on the way to Regina, grappling with the fact that Vlyn is no longer counted among the living few? That would lead with the question, is there anywhere in the whimsy that she can hang around and look outside? Like a glass dome or a huge window or something? Uh, probably the bridge would be about... Alrighty. That or maybe a stateroom. 
I would say probably the Bridgeton just kind of hanging out the railing, looking outside. I could argue that she's like kind of looking out at the stars, just kind of taking a glance at everything, deep in thought, just thinking about everything. So where is Wyatt Helms at during the tail end of the jump as you're preparing to come out of jump space? Wyatt is in his quarters. He has he has Pinterest open on his computer and he's strolling through funeral arrangements. Ideas on Pinterest. So where does Ao find themselves during the final moments of the jump? I suppose she's pottering around engineering, thinking to herself, you know, fondling this eye in her pocket considering whether or not she's even going to have it installed in her head at any point. Sadly, Glenn's passing hasn't really crossed her mind. It's sad, but, you know, he's not her family, so sadly she's not too concerned. Okay. What about Leviathan? How is he dealing with all of this? Leviathan is conflicted. The droid are not known to completely mourn their dead in the same way that we do. They don't have the same relationship with death that uh, human beings do. Uh, what he's mainly worried about is what this means for his agreement at the Oi trip. Alright, so you're just more concerned like the relation to the Oi trip. Yeah, and I'm, I'm because I'm concerned that my job was to assist Blim Backett. Blim Backett's dead. Do I go back to the Oi trip or am I wrapped up in something deeper now you know what i mean is because i've always known blim Backett to be someone who has all sorts of machinations and plans and that sort of thing and what about aeon crust who i assume is in the captain's chair at the bridge i've got my suitcase full of art supplies out i'm blaring joy division through the cabin <laughs> smoking in the pressurized space chain smoking <laughs> and not saying anything and i haven't shaved in two weeks looking very mammalian captain at least he has a good choice of music uh, 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 yeah. Yeah. so as you're all sitting around contemplating mourning anticipating all of a sudden in front of those of you on the bridge you see space open up before you like the iris valve on a ship's door. On the other side of it is real space. Can you, Aeon, make me a piloting check to see how well you handle the transition from jump space to real space? You're pretty easily able to navigate the transition because there's no real stress. It's more just you're happy to have something to take your mind off of it. For a moment, you just let the ship kind of do its thing and you don't even really think about it. And it's just nice to let your mind wander on this as opposed to your uncle. Once you slip into real space, you're on the edge of the Regina system and the message comes through once again. Daisy, you're on the bridge as well, correct? Uh, yes, and I also think Levi is Can as well. Can you make me an astrogation check? To plot an autopilot course to dock with Regina, and that's gonna cover getting clearance to land and all of that. All right, astrogation. Has anyone been here before to Regina? Every now and again, I think. Maybe back when I used to drink, but I don't remember now. Cody, you've been here. Uh, ben, you came here a few times. It's in the same system as Alel. So it wasn't infrequent for your uncle to bring you here for business when you were younger. So you've been on Regina before, but it's probably been a while unless, you know, like you said, drinking days. Why would Vlim Beckett choose this as his place to die? His final act. Again, nothing looks familiar, which is sad to say because I've been here a few times. It's not the proudest planet, but not the worst either. Guess it just must be where he lives. Hmm. Were it so simple, human? Simple. Lim Beckett is not a man who lives in one place. I can imagine not. They don't tend to like to stay in one place for too long, those with money. They tend to like to explore around a little bit. You jump into the Regina system, emerging from jump space some distance from the main world, as the jump shadow of the gas giant Asinaba means that the ship cannot arrive close to the moon itself. Your navigation screen lights up with hundreds of contacts, most are small traders and freighters, but as you come closer to the high port, you detect larger ships. Much larger ships. Up ahead, there's a convoy of mega freighters. You pass by these slow-moving titans, 
Each one of them could swallow your ship 5,000 times over at least. The names and port registrations are redolent of distant exotic worlds far off in the core systems. These ships have been traveling for months, jumping across the corridor sector. Off to one side, there is a flotilla of Imperial warships, part of the sector fleet. They glitter in the darkness, but you can't get too close. There's a military interdiction zone around them. Even at a distance, however, they're a sight to behold. At the center of the formation is the 200,000-ton Kororek class, Dreadnought, Pride of Afate. Your ship could fly down the barrel of that Mason gun with plenty of room to spare on all sides. A constellation of smaller warships surround the Pride, and you could see a swarm of troop transport shuttles making their way from the high port to the flotilla along a military flight lane. Regina is one of the most heavily trafficked systems in Spinward Marches, so as you fly closer to the high port, you're assigned an approach vector to make sure you do not interfere with the course of any of the thousands of other ships. Usually a small ship like yours would get put into a holding orbit for hours until a docking berth became available, or you would get sent to one of the smaller stations, but this time you're contacted directly by traffic control. Uh, this is Regina Control. We have you logged as a, pu as a Public Order Commission special visitor. Please confirm your identity. Aeon Crust. Yeah, and what's, uh, what's your business here? I'm here to inspect a body. Family. So there's a pause of a few seconds after you identify yourself, and when the controller comes back on the line, we are, uh, transferring you to a high-priority approach vector. Confirm reception of navigational data. Confirm reception, heard. Excellent. After that, the transmission cuts out. This new course will bring you right into the heart of the high port immediately. This is the sort of treatment nobles and admirals get. The high port in front of you swells from a dot to a sphere until it fills your entire viewport. The station itself is a rough sphere of metal, but it's surrounded by rings of smaller stations, undocked ships, cargo depots, defense satellites, buoys, and beacons. You weave between these obstacles until you drop into your assigned approach vector, which brings you to a secure docking berth on the ventral side of the station. The lights on board flicker for an instant, as the support umbilical latches onto your hull. Ooh, lovely. Talk about Epicrest, eh? Well, <sighs> all right. Well, let's leave the ship and do what we have to do. Lead the way, Captain. Suppose we should get the others. Crew coming in, over. Meet me outside of the ship, um, about 10 minutes, all right? Thank you. Over. So I assume everybody kind of files into the airlock, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Fantastic. So after you guys are all together, disembark, yeah? Disembark, yeah. As you come through the tube of the umbilical into the heart of the station, you're greeted by four men in uniform bearing the Imperial Starburst on their armor. One of them looks at you and goes, uh, Excuse me, you'll have to wait here until the POC comes to uh, collect you. Person of color? He looks at Wyatt, and he quips back, uh, the Public Order Commission, sir. You'll have to wait until a member of the Public Order Commission comes to sign ownership of you all, more or less. Bob Whistle. I see. So, uh, this is gonna be rough. No, not at all. POC's authority technically does not extend to this portion of the starport. This is under Imperial jurisdiction, so it's just a matter of transferring you to them. Sir, there's you're not being detained, I, I, sir. Sorry, I was speaking out loud. Uh, you know, brain stuff, not a uh, military. <laughs> mm. uh, Aeon crust gives a really bad smile, bearing teeth. The guy kind of looks you over once or twice and just turns around to the others and he goes, "All right, just uh, follow us and we'll get you to the exchange point." After a few minutes of walking, you see four agents in a different kind of olive green uniform. And then a gentleman walks forward, a little heavy set, and he looks at you, Aeon Crust, and he stretches out his hand and goes, uh, name's Pallid Norum, uh, detective for the Public Order Commission of Regina. I'm the one that, uh, contacted you about your uncle. Sorry for your loss. It's, it's all right. Um, could we just get this over with? Yeah, certainly. If you guys would just follow me and my agents, we'll go into my office and we can talk about this and I'll explain everything. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you, sure. So Inspector Norm escorts you through a maze of corridors to a small shuttle. The shuttle detaches from the high port and crosses to another smaller space station only a few kilometers away. It nestles into a bay alongside several interceptors in a police library and docks once more. 
A short elevator ride takes you into the heart of the Public Order Commission offices. Norm leads you through them to his own office. A bland office with a large portrait of Duke Norris, the leader of Regina, on the wall, and sits down behind his desk. An imposing antique, and it must have cost a, a small fortune to ship into orbit. As he sits down, he sits at a little device and presses a button. The device lights up red and kind of expands itself, and he leans forward in his desk. He goes, please, get comfortable. I have some shocking developments to share with you. Should your companions be here for this meeting? I mean, if you're, if you're comfortable, you know, I mean, this is an intimate thing, and I know I'm not, I wasn't close with either of you, but if you need the moral support, like, we're all here, right? Guys, we're all here together, unanimously. Yeah, might as well. Guys, could you give me, uh, could you give me five? All right, Solid. Wh whatever, whatever helps you. Whatever helps you, buddy. Thank you. Are we gonna all listen in with glasses to the door? So, well, you're gonna send them out of the room for five minutes? Yes. And have someone call them back in? Yes. Fantastic, so... I would, I would like to follow everyone out, and then as they leave, turn invisible. <laughs> Like fucking You're going to try to turn invisible in front of people. Because the door would shut behind whoever the last person is. Well, the thing is, the thing is you can because it's a psychic. I'm putting myself out of their brain. Uh, I'm not turning myself literally invisible. Okay. Well, no, the reason I ask how that works is kind of you're trying to do it in front of uh, like a detective, right? Yeah, and he would have to roll a recon of 10 or higher to see me. Okay, I was about to say, is there a check I can make? Yeah, no, that's the rule. Recon of ten or higher to see it. Imagine if he gets it. He came close, but he did not. So, okay, you're going to turn invisible as everyone's slipping out, and you kind of get lost in the shuffle. So what do you appear as to the rest of them? I'm in the corner. I'm trying to appear as, like, a fixture, maybe as, like, a table, you know, something that would be up against a corner. Okay. So the door shuts. Inspector Norm leans over his desk kind of closer to you, Aeon, and he goes, It's the belief of the Public Order Commission that Flimbacket was murdered. The circumstances surrounding his death do certainly suggest foul play. Your uncle was found in the Traveler's Aid Hostel in Startown. He'd been shot with a low-caliber projectile weapon, presumably silenced as no one seems to have heard or seen anything. He was taken to Tanshalve Medical Center where he was pronounced dead on arrival. Did your uncle have any enemies? He was a very uh, eclectic guy. I don't, I don't believe so. No ex-wives. Or... No, I, not, not that I know of. I mean, I, he had, he had this air about him, you know. Uh, generally liked by everybody. It, it just almost non-offensive, you know. It's strange. I mean, that it's really terrible to hear. Well, where we sit at now. I don't have a lot of leads at this time, kid. I gotta be honest with you. Is is, is the body uh, in viewable condition? Oh, uh, yeah. The morgue there in Startown at uh, Tanshalve Medical Center is taking care of it, and it's in a cryobirth now awaiting your signature for the release. I think I will take the crew down to inspect and uh, get my final words. Oh. Looks to me, what is the nature of your work with this crew? You're not going to be some kind of pain in my ass while you're here, are you? No, no, no. I, I, pro I promise you from the bottom of my heart, no trouble while we're here. You know, we, we just pick up odd jobs. We, we don't fall into the normal work, you see. It's hard to explain, really, but I can promise you no trouble. Huh. Well, all right. Look, I'll have a couple of my men. Set your guys outside up with the information to get to Town Child Medical Center. And uh, should anything turn up, I will endeavor to contact you to update you on the status of your uncle's case. Thank you very much, sir. Now, just one more question. Yes, Detective? Does the name Vinyasha ring a bell to you? God damn it, yes. Really? Yes. Is there any... Well, that's certainly interesting. Uh, I tell you what, have a good day, kid. That's it? And he just taps a button under his desk and the door kind of slides open behind him and he goes, uh, one of my associates will get you the address to the medical center, planet side. I appreciate the information, Detective. Not a problem, sir. And if you have any questions or concerns, feel free to reach out. He hands you a card out of his pocket. Thank you. So you walk out and the door closes behind you. 
Except for me. Except for me. <laughs> Read like a book. Dude, Cody is so smart. So you go out there, and there's kind of like a a meek younger guy with glasses sitting behind a desk, and he hands you a data pad, and he goes, "These are the uh, this is the address for the Tanshalve Medical Center. Uh, weren't there five of you though?" And then it cuts, and we're inside Pallid Norum's office. No reason to blow my cover. What do you do, Cody? What is Norum doing as soon as what is he doing as soon as Crust leaves? He just pulls up his keyboard back to him, and it kind of projects a little screen out in front of him, and he starts working on something while he's looking at a data pad. I guess there's no way I could read it from where I am. Not from where you are, but, I mean, you are invisible. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to move, and I guess roll again for his recon, but I'm going to try and move behind him and read his data pad. Can you make me an investigation roll? You can't really glean anything useful. Like, he's scrolling through the data pad rather quickly, and it looks like he's just typing notes in. But you can't really catch what he's typing because of how fast he's going. Hmm. Yeah, he seems like he's just a busy guy. Okay. You do um, pick up one word, because you didn't get a crit fell, and I want to give you something for being a good boy. Mm-hmm. You pick up the word to solve. To solve. Is there anything just on his desk I can see that would be pertinent if not, I'm going to get my little scaly hide out of here. You see a file labeled Darien Jack with a photo attached to it. And the only thing you can really make out of note is the shock of just bright red hair on top of this man's head. Ew. Disgusting. Okay. Ugh. So, all right. Darien Jack. Then I'm going to get out of there. As you go to slip through the door, he goes, and who do you think you are? Do you know much about drawing, sir? So yeah, he's looking right where you are standing in the room. I don't know much about drawing, but I know a lot about my office furniture. I am Vlim Beckett's friend. I came here with the rest. As for my cloaking ability, it is not always something to be feared. It's never out of spite or anger or even hostility. What you should see it is is emotional reaction. My friend is lost. I'm traumatized. Well, why don't you have a seat and let's talk about your friend. I will be more than happy to. And then I take a seat. And you see he checks that same thing that he had set out on his desk to make sure it's still operating. Uh-huh. And he leans in and goes, well, if you're such a good friend of Lynn Packett, if you have any information relevant to this investigation, now is the time to put it in my lap. I know that Flynn Beckett was a very complicated man. I know that he had his fingers on many strings throughout the universe, stretching like a spider's web. And I know that any one of those strings could have come up and killed him. Now listen, see, we haven't been able to find a murder weapon, but it looks like if you're an associate of Limbacket, you might know that he uh, smuggled two Saul through the sector. You know anything about that, Mr. Invisible Man? Once or twice, he did mention this sort of thing. Drawing are unconcerned with these moral matters of changing one's consciousness. It was not important for me to know. I did not ask. <clears throat> so let me ask you, who do you think killed him? You seem to know him a little bit better than his nephew. You have any enemies? He had plenty. If I had to guess... Vlim Beckett was a man who was interested in adventure. The biggest adventure of all would be the adventure on the other side. So you think he paid someone to kill him? I don't see why it should be so complicated, but yeah, why not? Maybe. It doesn't make sense. I'll tell you this. The man had a contingency plan for every possible scenario. Every enemy that could have come after him, he could have come after them twice as hard. So someone got incredibly lucky. Or, he had it all set up, and everyone's a fool. Now I'm gonna go look at this body with the rest of my friends. But I'm not convinced yet, if I'm honest with you, detective. Look, just don't cause any more trouble around here. I'm willing to overlook this whole two Saul thing, because who's to say you were directly involved? But he did have a high level of it in his system, and I'm sure the coroner will tell you as much. Now, uh, respectfully, get the fuck out of my office. 
Very well, detective. Have a pleasant day. And I leave. Everybody else, you see a few minutes after Aeon walked out, here comes your droid friend Levi. Ah. Where is this? Well, that was kind of expected, to be honest. So what was that all about? What? Uh, where the fuck have you been? Reconnaissance. I've got a name. A name. Darian Jack. Darian Jack. Darian Jack. Uh, okay, I'll keep that in my back pocket. Thank you. It might make sense later. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go down to cryo. Mm. So, after a couple of minutes, the same four officers that help Paladinorum escort you to this office come and grab you, leading you through a similar maze of hallways and access tunnels, back into a shuttle bay where they get you in another shuttle that heads down to Regina proper into the downpour, directly in the middle of Startown. When you crowd into the shuttle under the surface... Half the passengers seem to be citizens of Regina. The rest are fellow travelers and spacers. There's a hubbub of strange accents and languages, and you catch fragments of gossip about galactic affairs. One newly arrived traveler from the Core Worlds peers around himself and wonders out loud if any of you are Zodani spies. You know, uh, it seems like one of you guys might be a Zodani spy. I'm not saying anyone here is, but it kind of looks that way. Who's hmm? to say you're not? Oh my god. I've Another already man. got one racial-based conspiracy lobbied against me, fella. I don't need to. You can move back. As this is going on, another man walks up to Aeon and he goes, Excuse me, sir, I'm the cousin of the Emperor, you see, and I would like to extend to you the honor of buying me dinner tonight. I've temporarily <laughs> misplaced my wallet and uh, my starship, as it were. Uh, yeah, sure, I can spare a few credits. Uh, who are you? My name is Tiberius Regalius Maximus V. And about that time, you see two of the officers in public order commission uniforms come up and grab this man. And go, alright, you can't be out here panhandling every day. Move it along. No, no, he's, he's alright. He's alright. Let him speak. One of them shoots you a look and goes, hey, he's not alright. And they kind of pull him out of the shuttle. That felt like a violation of liberties. I agree, Wyatt. The shuttle detaches from the Regina High Port and falls toward the surface. You pass over the spine of another mega freighter. Off to one side, you see a brightly colored Aslan spice merchant heading for the jump line. A trio of fast interceptors fly alongside your shuttle for a few moments before peeling off, their grav plates flaring brightly in the shadow of the freighter. And then, you're out in open space and you see the planet below. Or more accurately, the moon. You see, Regina is the moon of the gas giant Asinobia, and the ruddy yellow crescent of the gas giant dominates the viewport. Below you is Regina itself. You're spinning down towards its night side, and you can see the lights of the city spread out like a constellation. Then you can see the edge of the coast marked by a brighter line of lights, and then a great dark. They are the lights of Kratos City, a bright halo surrounding an even brighter core. And there is a a Torah, and two cities growing together into one continent-spanning metropolis. Between the two is the Regina Downport and Startown. Your shuttle cuts through the atmosphere and flies over Startown. You glimpse narrow streets crowded with neon between the huge bulk of warehouses and fuel depots. As you land, you step out onto those neon streets and look up. It's just after local dawn. Asinobia hangs above you like an accusing eye. A public order commission officer at the Starport gates gestures towards you. Move along. No loitering in Startown. Move along. Okay. I guess Ao has to swallow the urge to make a rude hand signal and just waves and walks along. Very familiar. You know, almost nostalgic being told to move along. Just kind of... At least no threat of a fine. Rolling eyes. Moving on. Says nothing. I think we should just move along. So once you guys hit the street, what do you want to do? You want to go straight to the medical center or kind of putz around? Maybe find a place to get a room ahead of time? I'm going to head straight there. I, d I don't really care what the rest of the crew does. While you do that, we should divide our labor. I think I should go check out the uh, Traveler's Aid Society just in case. So we do don't you have a membership, me. Cody? I think I might. Look. Wait, you have one, don't you, Aeon? I believe I do. Let me borrow your card. No, I I don't. I don't, actually. 
think I'd have one, but no. Sorry. I don't have a membership to the Traveler's Aid Society, but I do have two book deals and a two well, morales. I can just turn invisible. So, you go to the morgue, and I'll go and snoop around the Traveler's Aid Hostel. So, who wants to go with whom, as far as the rest of the crew, then? Or are there other things that Wyatt, Daisy, and Ao would like to do? Well, that depends on how long we're going to stay here. You know what? I think we should get a gift for Aeon. He, he seems pretty down. I think we should get him something. What, booze? Sure. Not hard to find a liquor store here, probably. I mean, I know you're, like, young and successful and hot and, and like, you know, you've got all these beliefs, Wyatt, but okay. have you have you ever experienced death? Have, have you experienced that? Do you think? What kind of gift were you thinking? Actually, you know what? I've you... had quite a few near-death experiences and more than enough ego death to, to, <laughs> to keep Well, me, it's not as simple as sending him a fucking... A greeting card with "I'm sorry for your loss inside." She's right. She's right. You know, like, are you are you gonna be weeping and uh, you know carving bones? Is that what you're gonna be doing? Is there is there gonna be commitment, or are we gonna go and buy him? You know, I'm, I'm not I'm criticizing the idea. It's just who's laying down the money because it's not me. Oh, me know? definitely. I'm gonna use my money. At the very least, we should also. I was thinking we could go to whatever the equivalent of a Walgreens is. Why you would know from your book tours that uh, greeting cards are often sold in a TAS hostel alongside TAS uh, bestsellers. So you happen to know that some of your books have graced the shelves of the TAS gift shop. Right next to the sympathy cards. Also, are there any notable churches nearby that would maybe have a little... You'd probably bit. have to roll a streetwise check to figure that one out, buddy. Like a gift shop at a church, I want to buy a prayer card. So yeah, you'd probably have to make me a streetwise check. Is there anything I can add to streetwise, or is it just streetwise? Your intelligence or your dexterity. You either need to be fast thinking or fast on your feet. And you're able to pretty clearly spot the Temple of Electric Light. Hmm. So, Wyatt, you see the Electric Temple not too far off in the distance, or at least a localized branch of it. But that seems to be the only church you can locate rather quickly. All right, what what do I know of the, this church, like, on a wider scale? Like, their beliefs? Can you give me an education check? Oh, yeah. You know that the that it has its roots in both Buddhism and Shinto Buddhism, and is some sort of weird blend of that that focuses on machine. Wyatt's going to say, well, I've, already, I've always considered myself a student of many religions as I begin waltzing towards the temple. What are Daisy and Ao doing? Um, I think she's just gonna watch uh, Wyatt walk off for a moment, um, mm -hmm. blink slowly, and she's like, "Oh, he's he's gonna lose like all the money in his pockets." <laughs> they, ju you just walk in there and you donate. Like he's fucked. Um, like like what are you thinking, thinking, babe? Uh, well, I'm easy. Seeing as how everybody's got their own thing to do around here, if we might as well get a room. After all, if we're gonna stay for the funeral, you might as well make it nice. Yeah, that's true, and I think Aeon would appreciate a place to sleep more so than one of their, you know, jangly little cards. Like, sometimes they've got ones with bells on, it's, it's a pretty good gift, but uh, Christ. Yeah, plus, besides... Why, 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 am I, why did I reference okay, Christ? Okay, so you two are going to try and find a place to stay for the night. Mm -hmm. uh, Leviathan is going to go to the TAS hostel that Bloom was killed at. Aeon Crust is going to go retrieve the body. Wyatt Helms is going to buy a sympathy card. Yeah, from a prayer card. From a church. <laughs> well, we'll see. Daisy and Ao first. So, can both of you or one of you make me a streetwise check to see if you can settle the lay of the land? So you guys rather quickly are able to find a couple of places you could stay. There's a very seedy bar that offers rooms in the area above it. Mm. Uh, Maybe he's close to booze. Maybe that'd make him a little bit happier. But the bar would that is called make the Flotsam. Uh, maybe not you per se, but... Uh, you also know that there's the Traveler's Aid Hostel that Co that Leviathan went to. Uh, you could always try to get a room there. And then finally, there is always the option of just straight up slumming it and taking a nap out on the street. Uh, I'm not I'm not going back to fucking sleeping on the street. Like, I, it's not even about dignity. 
it's nah, just, it just fucks oh, up God. your back, you know? Exactly. Like, what, what what does concrete do? Like, where I was sleeping, they have these fucking cobbled streets. You wouldn't believe it. Um, Last time I slept on a rock, I forgot what the concept of blue was. Oh, God, that... It came back, but I mean, it goes Nightmarish. away. Nightmarish. Nightmarish. So, which one do you guys want to go with? Do you want to try to get talk your way into the TAS hostel without a membership? Or do you want to go to this kind of seedy dive bar that rents rooms? Well, I mean, Ao has a gentle, gentle urge to be like, well, if there's an electric temple, where the electric temple is, there's fake purple. Because, fuck, I don't know, religion and dealers just go hand in hand. It's, it's you know, it's nature. Well, I mean, babe, uh, do you want to stand there haggling? with people i'm i'm not really down for it I'm, I'm i mean i'm good at it i think you know you just say you have anxiety and people leave you alone so you know maybe the flotsam we can just tell him not to drink right i mean it works for me so yeah i guess we could help them off for a little bit yeah just supporting a small business that's the economy whatever you humans like that right you like talk I, like that yeah he'll probably just yeah. find it himself somewhere else anyways <laughs> so yeah i suppose we're gonna we're gonna head off to the flotsam cut on so through as you head to the flotsam we are going to cut to leviathan next so you're going to the tsa tas hostel where vlin was killed right correct you go looking for it and after a few minutes about about 30 minutes of hunting you narrow it you find it pretty quickly how do you approach like what's your plan okay so I would like to perform a series of tasks. I would like to enter the building. I would like to go up to the computer. And I would like to try and retrieve any security footage that I might be able to retrieve with my electronic skill. You approach the Traveler's Aid Hostel. You walk in. There's actually somebody sitting at the desk for reception where you would want to access this terminal. How do you proceed? Is there a fire alarm around? Roll me an investigation check. Plus your intelligence, because this is the analytical side of things. Shouldn't be too hard to find, hopefully, if there's a damn fire. So after looking for a few minutes, while you don't find necessarily a fire alarm, you do see that on one side of the desk underneath it, at the very right edge, there is a silent alarm. That doesn't do anything for me, but I will go ahead and put that in the old noggin. Um, okay. So, damn. Alright. What is she looking at on her computer? She's just kind of going through the TAS messages. Uh-huh. Just, like, making sure that she's got everybody's messages for them when they come in. Uh-huh. Nothing on guest manifest or anything like that that would be plainly visible you see that one of the names on there is Vlyn Backett uh huh but there say... doesn't seem to be any new message yet does it say the room number the room number is 14 alright then that's where I'm gonna go for now now that we've gotten you into the TAS hostel and gotten you the information you want we can switch to Wyatt so when Wyatt walks towards the electric temple the first thing he notices is that it looks like a large building with some smaller buildings, right? But it does keep in with the Shinto styling that you would find in traditional, like, Japanese temples. When you walk up to the Electric Temple, you see Tori Gate. But instead of what you had seen in the, the texts that you had studied in college, of a traditional wooden red circular gate with an arch on top, these are instead almost made of like a shimmering mirror design and covered in neon light. Very similar almost to the way the ancient technology, when it act was activated, how it had all those little circuits and stuff flowing through it. Almost kind of similar to that, but made out of glass with those circuits running through it. And as you walk through the Tory gates towards the entrance of the temple, it almost feels like you're being teleported to another dimension. Can you make me a psionics check? You are overwhelmed by this experience. For the first time in Wyatt's life, he remembers when he was a child and he would go to the fair. And this is like a combination of all of the lights of a fair projected onto a funhouse mirror as you walk through these Tory gates into this temple. When you walk through the threshold of the, the great hall of this temple, 
You're greeted by an, a seven-ish foot tall robot with a large TV for a head. And as it looks down at you, the lines on the TV kind of scan like an old CRT television. And all of a sudden it snaps into focus. It points its large TV-esque head down to you. And the lines clear up and it's an image of your wife's face. Well, your ex-wife now's face, Rebecca. Ugh, fucking shit, dog, nah. And in kind of a synthesized voice, her mouth moves and you hear from the chest of this thing. Hello, and welcome. What can we do for you? Is there a gift shop? Here, maybe? Like a cathedral would have? Hmm. What are you looking for? Something to... To inspire someone to go on, maybe. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and he I have to just the thing. It. And it walks off to the side real quick, comes back with this little piece of paper with like three or four bells on it and some traditional Japanese kanji. And it says, here, this is for sympathy. Can I read it? Can I roll to try to read it? You roll me a language check and sure. You really know that this robot must know what it means with the authority with which it says, It's for sympathy! <laughs> oh god, yes. And you're like, hmm, yes, sympathy, that's what that means. Huh. Is there anything else going on in this temple that catches my eye? <laughs> Can you roll me uh, an investigation check? Yeah. You look over this thing. And basically, you're in an antechamber before the great hall of this temple. And the doors are kind of pulled almost shut, but they're ever so slightly open so one person at a time could walk through. And beyond it, you hear the sounds of heavy techno beat and a dizzying array of light. And it seems to you like the most incredible intergalactic rave you've ever heard. Just from being able to see through this narrow slit and these large ornate doors. Take me there. <laughs> oh, you want to join the party? Yeah, I want to join the So, to do that, you'll have to pay a tithe of 5,000 credits. 5,000? Alright! And if you want the card, that's going to be another 1,000 credits, because they're handmade by robots. With robot hands. And he okay. does jazz hands. Okay, cool. Okay, so subtract that from your total, and then he walks you back to the doors. This thing throws open both the doors, and then the the image on the television switches to like a, a plastic bag smiley face from a takeout place, right? And he goes, enjoy! And as the doors open, you see the great party. Hundreds of people are in here, all dancing and celebrating in pure ecstasy. Oh God, this is death, isn't it? Can I take it back? <laughs> the doors close behind you. So Aeon Crust, you reach the morgue. There's a, a rather elderly woman at the desk. And she looks up at you and she goes, what do you want? I am here to view the body of Flynn Beckett. Oh yeah, it was a huge mess when they brought him in. I'll let, uh, I'll let Craig know that you're here. And she presses a button and a door opens in front of you to buzz you back into the morgue. Huge mess, watch your fucking tone. Don't you tell me what to do, you're not my boss. Okay, I'm just going to leave this encounter now. <laughs> As you walk back, uh, like a six foot five bald guy walks up and he goes, Hey, sorry about that, I'm Craig. You've met Glenn, I see. She's a little rough around the edges, but you know, she smokes like a chimney. I don't think that has anything to do with her attitude. No, the voice. Oh, yeah, that, that does make sense. Mm -hmm. No, the attitude's a, a little bit of a drinking problem. Ah, well, I can't but, really yeah, judge. Government job, what can you do, you know? Well, uh, anyway, you're here for Glenn Backett, right? Yes. Some bad news about that. Um, okay. Uh, his body got transferred this morning to the Public Order Commission office. A few blocks what? over. Why? Yeah, the murder investigation thing. 
We're not equipped to deal with forensics and stuff, so they've got him. Are they running an autopsy now? Oh, no, I already did that, if you want to know about the autopsy. They're just uh, taking a better yes, look but... at, like, you know, the angles he could have been shot at by the trajectory of the way. I don't know. You ever watch those old shows, the, 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 the uh, CSI things that they used to put out? My grandmother did a lot. I kind of resented her for it. Uh, it's probably smart, but it's like that. Uh, but anyway, uh, what do you need to know for the autopsy? I got you. Do you have any leads? When was the last time you saw the detective? Norm? Yes, yes. Yeah, he was down here this morning before you showed up, getting the autopsy report. Have there been... And if you're curious about that... Yes. So... <sighs> Here's the bad news, right? Your uncle seems to have had a very high level of Tussol, an illegal narcotic in his system. Jesus. Now, it's a lot. Enough to kill a man. So, maybe he overdosed? Before... Oh, no, the gunshot killed him. Oh. Uh, he shot, you know, right in the heart, and he points to his heart. He goes, yeah, that, that'll kill you dead. Way before that Tussol would have went into effect. Any other bits of information? Uh, you know, uh, it was a really clean wound, no exit wound. Uh, it's very localized, like a small caliber weapon would have done it, mate. Now, the the Public Order Commission office has the body, but I mean, uh, you know, it's only a couple blocks away, kid. I can give you the address. Yes, I'll uh, take the address and head right over. And he just hands, holds his hand terminal out and kind of scrolls up on it, and you hear yours go off. And then pulling it out, you see that he's sent you the address. He goes, uh, you know, take care. You too. Thank you for your work. Hey, uh, no problem. I'm gonna go eat this sandwich off a dead guy's stomach. That's, uh, terrible. I really wish you hadn't have told me that. Yeah, well, I wish you hadn't come into the office. Oh my god. You are the reason God doesn't talk to us anymore. <laughs> And then I leave. You know what? <laughs> I take pride in that fact. I didn't hear that. So you all walk into the Flotsam, and you notice that the place is surprisingly packed with the worst type of people imaginable. Like, they all look very, uh, very rough and tumble folk. The man behind the bar seems to have a huge cybernetic eye that sticks out quite a bit. Like, he got a few sizes too big, unfortunately, because that's what he found, maybe. Mm. And you see him kind of close his other eye and focus the cybernetic eye on you guys, and he goes, Ah, you look a little too clean to be here. What are you doing? Hey, hey relax, bug eye. We're just looking for a few rooms for the night. Yeah, bug eye, I'll have you. Hey, 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 and I killed the guy that was wearing this before me. It was free. <laughs> and he spits into the glass and starts cleaning it. Economic. You're an economic. I mean, look, I, I know exactly how it is. You know, she motions her own eye. I know exactly how it is, how people treat you, you know. Uh, like, yeah, oh. you know, uh, I know a guy that could put put a new eye in you pretty cheap. Mm, how clean is this fellow? Is he is he as clean as us or uh, as clean as no, you? No, I mean, he did mine and it turned out all right. I mean, I'll take a number. I mean, we'll be here. We'll be around if you've got space, my friend, you know, if, if you're willing to take coin from, from people that smell a bit too nice. Perhaps. He motions you up to the bar and he goes, well, what brings you in, dear? Well, uh, I, I don't want to, I don't want to spread my friend's business around, but you know, that he's, there's been some personal bereavement and we're just, you know, looking for a place to bed down and fuck knows, I don't want to be blagging with the TAS. Uh, you know? uh, how many, uh, any rooms you need? Well, I suppose she just glances over at Daisy, like, how much are we willing to spend? You know, the unspoken question. How many, how many rooms are free right now? Yeah, I wouldn't say any of them are free, but the uh, 20 credits a night. We got group discount rates, weekly rates, bi-weekly rates, semi-monthly rates. Yo, we'll work I mean, with How you. many were open, but okay. <laughs> how yeah, many you many, my friend. Well, enough of what? five people, I guess. So five rooms. Oh, that beautiful. Uh, you know, and how many days will you be staying? And he just pulls a keyboard up out from under the bar and starts typing away on it, and a screen pops up in front of it. Oh, fuck. Uh, we're, we're not going to be here for, uh, what is it, like a couple of days? Fuck. 
All right, we'll put we'll put down two days. Uh, let me do. Uh, we'll charge you a hundred credits for five rooms, two days. We'll cut you. Beautiful. Call it rolling. Since you said your buddy uh, is on bereavement, that's a big word. I don't know what that means, but it sounds sad. Yeah, you have a kind a heart, a beautiful you. eye, a beautiful eye, by the way. Oh yeah. And he slides you a card across the bar and he goes, "Now you didn't get this from me, cause I still owe him money." Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mum's the word, babe. Mum's the word. And she's just gonna tuck that into the front of her shirt. Yeah, we'll keep on my shit. So he hands you five key cards and he goes, uh, Yeah, the rooms are all on the left side, second floor, uh, third door on the right, and there's the left side of the hallway. Solid, babe. Solid. What do you guys want to do now that you have established a place to stay here at the Flotsam? Mm. Probably let everyone know, at least. Smart. So I suppose, yeah, put a call out. So let the others know? Mm smart decision which one who wants to put the call out which of us i can't i can lovely oh uh, yeah blessed no it's all right uh i can just imagine pulling up the terminal or whatever it was either sending just like a plain message out or just speaking wise it could just be something similar of a it's just a big clear cell phone basically i got you all right just pulling into one of those <laughs> all right well who are you gonna call first or are you just gonna do a group probably just do a whole like group like just sort of a group email thing all right so leviathan Aeon and Wyatt. Your hand terminals respectively start buzzing. And if you pull it out of your pocket, you notice that it's from Daisy, your engineer and good friend. Wyatt picks it up and answers, and you can just hear the bass of the rave that he's in. <clears throat> the hell? Wyatt, where are you at right now? Hey! What's going on? Oh, they got his money. They got his money! I told you! I fucking told you! What the fuck? How'd you get. I thought you were going to the church. I'm in the church. Why is there a rave in the bloody church? People's spiritual practices are vast and, and diverse, okay? Well, how do I get the fuck in there? Wyatt, that's neat and all, but Daisy, what do you have for us? Oh, right. Uh, I was about to say that I got us all rooms for the next few days. Oh, just my so God. Can... Thank you. Thank you so much. That, uh... That takes a load off my chest. Well, hell, it's the least I can do. You know, he brought us along anyways. Yeah, what's going on with the body? Uh, it appears there's... Is that right? Anyway, never mind. There there appears to have been a lot of drugs in uh, my uncle's system. There's about to be a lot in mine. Oh. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Rich people are like that. Okay, well, mm. I've got to get out of here. Signing off. Alrighty. Fuck, that was, that was a terrible way to leave off. He sounded pretty... Pretty sad. Yeah. Shit. Do you guys need me for anything else? <laughs> you can see what you can slip out. And what does Levi do with this news? Nothing. I'm not in a good position to reply out loud, but I do acknowledge it. Speaking of replying out loud, after you find out it's room 14, you find your way back to it and realize that the room has been sealed and there is police tape on it. This has not perturbed me. I moved right past the police tape. The door itself is sealed with the tape over it, so it's locked. Mm. Okay, can I look at it and see if I can hack the... Roll me an electronics check. I guess I could, Plus yeah. your dexterity. You managed to pry the keypad off, you know, just tie a couple of wires off together and the door opens. Inside, you can see that the room hasn't really been cleaned yet. There are still the evidence markers laying on the ground and elsewhere in the room. You see the personal computer that the TAS provides for its clients. And in the middle of the room, you see a pool of blood dried onto the carpet. Okay, so first things first, I figure I might be on a time crunch here. So the first thing I'm going to do is try and clone that computer. If, if that's possible, if I can, like, just go ahead and get those files downloading while I'm checking out other shit. Um, so you're going to check out the computer first? Yeah, well, I just want to get the files off of it. I don't. I want to check out the other shit first, and then I can come back to the files. Is that... So the computer think? is password protected. Uh, of course. Damn it. It does look like when Vlynn set up his account for his stay, he did put a password. Okay, so I'll look around at all the evidence markers first. Maybe we can find something. Roll me an investigation check. See, this is where you got the wrong guy to do it. Because I can get in, but then I just roll a one. Numero uno. You notice that there are ten markers, but you have no idea. Like, one of them's sitting on the bed, and it's not made, but it looks fine. There's one on his luggage. What the fuck does that mean? His suitcase is a suspect? <laughs> 
you seem to have forgotten everything you've ever known about criminal forensics and are just drawing a blank as you stare down at the blood stain on the floor going, huh, weird somebody spilled wine here. Yeah. That's got to be a whole bottle. All right. So seeing that I'm getting nothing from, uh, from I'm staring at it and I'm just frustrating myself. So I'm just going to probably I'm gonna make a note of that computer. And I'm going to, I guess, go and meet up with the rest of the crew at the Flotsam while being an invisible boy. Wait, is the is the lady at place still there? She's still sitting at the computer. The receptionist? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'll just go out the door. Okay. Sounds good. So you leave to rejoin Daisy and Ao at the Flotsam. That just leaves Wyatt Helms and Aeon Crust out by themselves. So Wyatt, you're in the middle of a rave. You found out that your friends have arranged for you a room at the Flotsam in the Star Town. What are you looking for at this rave? What is, what is, what is, what is... The cutest shoddy in the place. So the peculiar thing is that this almost seems to be a religious ceremony. Like, through the, through the music and the chaos that comes with a rave, you seem to notice that throughout all of it, it follows the greater current of swords. Almost like everything here is a very carefully choreographed dance that you're just not in on. And as you stand there, ladies around though, someone bumps into you and goes, "Oh, hey, sorry. Uh, you're new here, aren't you? you? Don't look like it. I've been here a long time. I know who everyone. What am I missing? What do I need to do? I'm scared now. I, I know like exactly I'm... what you're missing, my guy. You gotta loosen up. And he pulls out this little vial of what appears to be purple liquid. And he just grabs your mouth and pours it into your throat. <laughs> oh, Drugs time. Oh. And he goes, you know, you got to put your mind out there, man. And just fades back into the crowd. And as he fades into the crowd, all you hear the word is the word man repeated over and over and over. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the lights just seem to overtake you. And the music moves you. Can you make me a, uh, a dexterity check? Just like a straight dex check. So Wyatt gets out on the dance floor. And for the first time in a long time, you just let go. And it turns out that as you do, that space station burrito you had when you docked is starting to catch up with you. And you start to loosen your hips to get with the groove, as the kids would say. And it seems that you shit your pants. No. No. Oh, how I'm losing my mind over here. Because I'm probably wearing a nice tailored suit. <laughs> oh, how shameful. <laughs> You're not sure of the damage quite yet, as you can't readily inspect it here. Wait. Bad? Wait. I have a role that that Wyatt could make that I've done it that I've done in my own life. That is not how it works. Yes, it is. I didn't get any. There was no poop anywhere. And Wyatt rolled to sneak <laughs> away, sneak away, and clean the mess before it gets mm. to the underwear or pants. Wyatt, Wyatt could make me an athletics roll plus their dexterity mod. Athletics roll. To clamp their butt cheeks so hard that they do not effectively shit their pants. So what do you want to do, Wyatt? Do you want to try you know, to only shit your butt cheeks, as Ben so poetically you know, put it? crazy idea, yeah. I'm going to try to only shit my butt cheeks and get to the nearest All right, so you feel the shit coming on. Please make an athletics roll. Oh, classy great. <laughs> all of this has to oh, go in. But... So you use all of the force in your mind to clench your ass cheeks. But now you have unfortunately done it about five seconds too late. And you made an even larger noise because Yeah, of now clamping. it's just the slapping of wet ass cheeks covered in diarrhea together. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> the mug. okay. Yeah. I'm gonna look around at this religious ceremony and I'm going to gauge what acceptance rate of me just taking my clothes off as if I am showing reverence to God. I'll just With say your ass that cheeks that you have now spread I'll shit say all over. Shinto is very concerned with uh, kegare or uncleanliness and cleanliness. So I'm whipping your clothes off covered in right shit. Now. Yeah, I so everybody really seems well. to at least be wearing modest clothing. Like most people are dressed in flowing robes or something like that, but there's nobody out here that is just butt ass. Would it be possible for me to steal any of these flowy robes? Like are there some just like in the corner? 
No. Looks like they brought their own. You gotta leave early, man. <laughs> yeah, you shit wonder... your pants. You've ruined your night. You might as well cut it at a loss oh, now. I don't know. Is my high still good? I was you giving drugs. You can change drugs. your pants in like, the room. Can I, like... <laughs> You're still high as balls. Okay. Well, but you do know that you have shit your pants, and diarrhea is starting to run down your leg. Traveler, for those who don't know, is a technical game. Wyatt <laughs> 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 with these weird bathroom related. It's wonderful. So Wyatt, now that you have irreversibly doo-dooed yourself and made the situation much worse, what do you do? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to get myself out of this way. <laughs> Roll me an intelligence check, and I'll see what advice I can give you think the best course of action might be to go back to the flotsam with your friends and uh shower <laughs> and throw these pants and underwear away hell maybe even the shirt you have tucked in oh no <laughs> it was how, a sprayer buddy how oh. how far will i have to walk walking you're gonna have to run oh back. no about is... 10 minutes okay yeah, you're gonna have to throw that whole suit away is there any yeah. chance that one of the robots who just made me dish thousands to shit myself have like sweats i could put on <laughs> maybe a spare toga so you walk up to one of the robots and you ask it if it has some extra clothes for you yes oh absolutely it would only cost about uh 1400 credits to get you some sweatpants and a sweatshirt show them to me first before before i make any and they hold up a pair of Sweat, a gray pair of sweats, like shirt and pants, and the shirt has that same smiley face on it and says, thank you for coming. Is it spelled, you know how? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Sorry, I'm like Michael It's Scott. It's spelled C-O-M-I-N-G, pervert, at large. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to think if Wyatt Helms would have the confidence to like not buy the sweat. Mm, yes. He has shit all over himself, so. <laughs> okay, I'm Everywhere. But just so you know, there's gonna be a subplot next episode of me doing something for money. Well, it's gonna be out there hitting up the glory holes in Regina for money. I'm, so I'm do you buy the sweats? I'm gonna sell the Leviathan as that slave. <laughs> that seems a little speciesist. Yeah. Which That's makes sense extreme. for why it is a character, actually. Yeah, have you mind. not read the character? Yeah, no, I have. <laughs> I've, never mind. So, what do you do? Do you buy the sweatpants off the yeah. robot for 1400 credits? Yes, I buy them and I put them on right And he there. hands them over in a big bag and goes, the trash cans are, ex are located outside of the temple for biohazard waste, you animal. And we would politely ask you never to return as you have ruined the vibe. You, you don't tell me. I'm gonna, this is gonna become my new religion, okay? Actually, so fuck you. Mm, I don't think it is. And then he just walks back into the room where the rave is happening and shuts the doors behind him. Wyatt cusses himself out while he puts the sweats on and then heads back towards the rest of the group. So that just leaves Aeon Crust that is not on his way back, right? Yes. As you leave to head to the Regina Public Commission office, you walk up towards the building and you notice that there's an old lady seated on the bench across the building and she waves at you and goes, hello. Hello, ma'am. Please, wouldn't you sit and talk to an old lady to entertain her for five minutes? You never know when it could be your time. I, um, okay, okay. Yes, I, oh, I can do that. Oh, please sit, sit. Tell me, you look sad. What's on your mind, dear? I'm here to view a uh, family member. Ah, he must have been murdered. I'm sorry to hear that. Mu did you say must have been murdered? What? Yes, why else would it would the body be at the Public Order Commission office if they weren't investigating into a murder, dear? Uh, oh, okay, sorry. I'm old, not stupid. I, no, I mean, it was an incredibly smart, oh, yeah, you're right, okay, my bad. <laughs> Uh, you know, this world used to be a lot nicer place when I was younger. I remember when this was all orange groves. Orange groves, you say? Mm-hmm. I was just a wee girl back then. Yeah, this is what, uh, industry does. Turns everything to shit. Pardon my French. No, no, you're right. You know, I've always wondered what it would be look like to look into a mirror and see the universe staring back at you. You know what I mean? I, I think I do, actually. And with that, she goes, I appreciate you, Sonny. You've given an old woman 
thought of Joy, and she walks across the street very slowly. And then right in front of the Public Order Commission office, she goes into a full sprint and runs inside. And as you sit there, all of a sudden, you see a huge explosion come out of the lobby. The air is filled with smoke and confusion. I, uh, wait for the flames to die down for a minute as the windows bust, and I try to get a look inside, I guess. Very quickly, as you try to approach, you see from the back side of the building, several vehicles and officers start pouring out to secure the area to figure out what happened as the fire department pulls up to combat the now inferno that was there prior. You then see Pallid Norm himself kind of walk out and go, You know, the one day I come down here for meetings and paperwork, it'd be some shit like this. Look, I'm gonna need you to come back tomorrow, alright? I'm, I'm very sorry, but it seems like we've had an attack of sorts. I... did you see an old woman? Ah, uh, I didn't see anything. I was actually out in the back, logging out a squad car so I could go, uh, follow up some lead. And, uh, yeah, then this happened. But Same old woman, rather... we'll keep an eye out. Uh, I don't know, this seems odd. You seem rather, uh, calm, debonair. It's weird. Kid, I mean, I'm not accusing or anything. I've it's been just... on the force for 41 years. I went from a B-cop to a detective. There's not a whole lot I haven't seen. My guess is this is probably some radical, motivated by some kind of political reason, disagrees with the way the POC runs the planet, so they figured they'd blow up a bunch of innocent people working in the lobby or waiting for an appointment. Like a coward. I'm not nonchalant. I'm just tempering my expectations. Understood. Well, I hope this all gets sorted. I'll be back tomorrow. I'll give you a call in the morning and let you know when to come by. I'll see you in myself. Okay. So I assume that you head back towards the flotsam? Yes. So the last thing I would like you to do is, uh, can you make me a streetwise check? Yes. So you're just walking along and all of a sudden you hear, don't look over. And when you stop for a second to try and see where this is coming from, you see a man ahead of you, leaning against the wall. He's got a hat drawn over his eyes, and he's facing away from you, talking into his handheld comm. But you can see that the comm unit's turned off. I know who killed Flynn Backett. I can help you find him. There's a bar in Startown, the Flotsam. Meet me there at 10 p.m. tonight. Make sure you're not followed. And then he throws the comm unit on the ground, steps on it with his foot, and kind of crunches it about, and then walks off in, an office, in the way you were coming from. And that is where I would like to leave us tonight. Closing time. Clean clothes, not covered in shit. Uh, so now that we're at the end of the episode, does anybody have anything they want to plug? Yes, my Instagram, Angry Mold. I post all my art and comedy and other things. You can usually see me just generally stressed out or manically posting to a story. All right, Ben. What about you, Boa? You had your hand up. Yes, you can find me on literally every social media site at Bowie Brissendine. Please look at my art. I would love that. Um, And also eventually buy from my clothing brand, 99 Cent Bush. Thank you. Does anybody else have anything or are we ready to say goodbye? I think we're ready to say goodbye because I'm English and I don't like to be approached online, you know? Just... If anyone knows who I am, please don't let us know. All right, we'll say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Later. We love you. We're going to kiss you. See you next week. On a final official note, I would just like to say thank you for joining us this week, and we hope you tune in next time to Dice Thrower's Guide to the Galaxy. Punch me in the head. That was rude. Some more. Big brain.